Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Welcome, everyone. We have another podcast, very special edition today with my friend from Lithuania, Matas Symbolis. Matas, how are you? Hey, Jeff. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm, ex- I'm glad we got to get this done. We both I had some uh, difficulty today. Sorry for the delay. Uh, tell me, you are in currently in Lithuania. You're Lithuanian. How is uh, how, give me before we dive into the poker your illustrious career? You're young and and you're, you've already got some great results. Tell me about lockdown or quarantine life in Lithuania. What is what is it like there? Uh, my my lockdown situation is pretty good. I'm I'm stuck with the, my family in Lithuania. Um, situation is, I would say, stable right now. Uh, numbers uh, are decreasing. Uh, there are more uh, permission. So some bars and, and restaurants already uh, open it. So, so pretty good. We didn't have a big wave of uh, COVID. Yeah, it is. Uh... It's it's uh, recently your hundredth anniversary, maybe two three years ago in Lithuania, right? Was it, you guys celebrated one hundred years of uh, being a country? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When was that? No, that was that was not hundred years. That was one thousand years. A thousand years. A thousand years. Yeah, since first time Lithuania was mentioned in the uh, Germans' uh, letters. It's I, I I kept seeing a hundred happy hundredth. I was playing online. I remember in the chat in Lithuania, and some Lithuanian players were saying happy hundredth. Like maybe it was three years ago or two years ago. Now, well, okay, so a thousand, thousand, thousand. I mean, I mean, hundred years since like uh, Lithuania after the first world war. That was but first time mentioned was a thousand years. Ah, okay, I got it. So I got it. Tell me about Lithuania. Is uh, are you get recognized in the streets? Is poker popular? I mean, you're one of the more decorated, uh, successful players there. Is this something you walk around and people know you play poker and know you, or, or is that not? Poker is like kind of popular in Lithuania, but I wouldn't say I, I get recognized uh, on the streets. Uh, sometimes, if I mean, I'm well known in the poker community, but. Uh, other than that, I, I would say, uh, no, nothing. Uh, I see your number two all time in the Lithuania list. Uh, Tony G who's been on the podcast before, you know, he started poker news, obviously been around poker forever. One of the legends of the game. Is that something, are you eyeing to be the number one player in Lithuania history? Is that? Important? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely my goal. I'm and, like, uh, I'm be, I've been winning and cashing more, uh, more money. Some kind, kind of like, uh, slowly, but I'm passing him. You're chipping away right now because Tony G is out in the five, 10 years. He's he's sort of uh, laid back, right? He's not uh, he's not yeah. he's not pushing the the bar too much yeah. higher. So I like your chances. And how tell everyone how old are you? I'm 26. Just turned uh, two weeks ago. 26. 27. Sorry. Young buck. And I got to say, pretty impressive to have won a WPT. And I I had to look at just to double check the stats. But I remember this tournament, actually. I remember watching and seeing this result. And I noticed it was your first ever WPT cash. You just take first place, your first ever one. Talk to me about that. How did you just, had you played a few and not cashed? Or was this your first ever? Um, That was actually my first 3K buy-in tournament as well. Always dream to play the big events, always dream to play double SOP, double PT events. But before that, I was just grinding 1Ks, 500, 600s in the life, and I've been grinding a lot of online. And and when you when you when you go here and you're playing this first tournament, what was it like to you? Did you were you there on the first one in at your table, didn't miss a hand off your phone, super focused? Was it was it like that exciting to you? Or you know, yes, exactly. And you just that dialed in start to finish, just just went wire to wire or what? Talk to me about that win. Yeah, I remember I just uh, started from the first level. So we played super deep, like 300 bigs. And uh, and I remember in the first hour I lost my half stack. Like uh, three bet, four bet pots. That was like I bluffed it off, and and the guy just called with a third pair. I was like, all right, all right, not the good start. But I got back, and I think I bagged like a top five uh, stack that day. So that was pretty sick. 
And, and so what, I mean, to, to actually win that trophy, to take first, how, uh, when you act, when you won it, did you, how do you study a lot of heads up? Was this like something you were, you felt completely prepared for? You just kind of got there and, and then just got it done. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, background was always MTT. I, I like, I grind so many MTT. I, I used to be like a huge grinder, like 20 tables at once playing like grinding like hard work just like so that one table i still was like learning a lot of things um there was i learned so much things doing that uh and uh, i met so so many great people as well so i kind of like create my network as well with the poker players and uh i i don't think i was the best in that tournament i just i just played by my heart just i play good but just not the best probably just got lucky a couple times play good show some heart bluff some spots that i shouldn't love but work out you know that's awesome well we battled together in several tournaments i i i gotta say i don't even want to say that you're underrated because that i feel like that's a does you an injustice but you know i just see you deep in so many tournaments like i just kind of see you live especially in the world poker tour events i just feel like your final two tables final table you know final 20 with chips and so many of these tournaments but you know you're you're a little bit on the newer side right i mean you are you're younger um and you, you yeah. have the wpt title but you know you're uh you know you see some of your results here they're very impressive what what do you think uh makes you such a, a strong live uh, tournament player do you pride yourself on live reads um is it your focus is it your preparation what do you think why do you think i think, I think it's combination combination uh, of live reads and like uh, uh know how to exploit people as well make exploitable falls make exploitable uh bluffs and like uh calls just like uh, feel the game and be very patient as well uh, it took me took me quite a long time to to be a good live player. Uh, I remember first year I've been traveling around the UK playing like a 600 1Ks, 1500 tournaments around the UK. And basically I've been losing all year long. No, no, no cash at all, basically. As you can see, there's like only a couple of results, but there's like, I've been grinding, like I've been traveling every month to like, uh edinburgh liverpool manchester like playing looks like a local series so you were when when you won this tournament in 2014 november were you exactly 21 or you don't even have to be 21 there so you were less than 21 i was i was 21 uh my birthday is on april so i was 21 and a half i guess and and tell me a little bit a lot of people here for the live uh live show that's awesome you got a lot of fans of you it looks like a lot of a lot of people checking and saying hello uh what were your parents and and uh relatives and people thinking about when you said i'm going to be a professional poker player oh uh at the, at the beginning i guess i kind of like uh hide from them like you know i'm like a kind of like you know teenager or whatever playing computer so they didn't even know what what i did and then I started grinding, start, start, started making money. And they kind of like, they were very negative about it. Like, you know, like, oh, it's gambling. It's what's going to be if, uh, if you're going to like lose everything. Just very negative. But after, after results being like consistent, consistent, they kind of like I saw and like a lot of attention I got from the like newspapers back in Lithuania, like yeah. interviews. So they kind of like saw I'm like a winning player. So I don't know. They, not, now they really support me. And like every time they, they text me or call me, you know. Right. They realize that it's uh, not a hobby that you, you yeah, yeah. it's your work. It's a craft. And tell me about your engage now. Uh, congratulations. I've met your fiance. Thanks. Very lovely. So that's, that was uh that that's big time news. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together over five years and we've been engaged. Um, actually we got engaged in Bahamas, not last year, but two years ago. Yeah, I took it to the beach and uh, and I I bend on the knee and I propose. 
That's awesome. And uh, was was it a sweat or did you know she was going to say yes? Or were you nervous? There was, I was really nervous. And I mean, I kind of like uh, believe she's going to uh, say yes, but right. always, I mean, it's a really big moment and moment and, and it's really scary and, and nervous. Yeah. There's always a sweat, right? I guess there's yeah. like the a uh, there's always a you know yeah it's no guarantees in life that's for sure so that's uh that's that's very cool and now what about her with poker how does she handle the the wins losses is she is she your biggest fan supporter does she understand poker like if you say you know i lost kings to ace 10 all in is she like oh that's unlucky or does she just results oriented how did it go yeah she she's into poker she she knows uh, everything even even the strategies and i would say she's a big part of our team when we traveling uh abroad playing right. cards uh she's mental coach preparation coach she's always like supports me so it's like we kind of like good team as you can see from the results we i'm like uh, uh have a kind of good results life yeah. Yeah. So it's part, it's part of the team. It's, uh, she's in, she's, yeah, she's a part, I get it. She's part of the, she's part of the, the, uh, the routine, right? Like the events, you wake up, food, workout, all that yeah. stuff. She's, she's, uh, she's active in what you're doing. That's awesome. Um, what, uh, so tell me, tell me about like online versus live. How much are you playing online? Actually, we were in a tournament. I saw you actually got that 32 K package from, I think a 300 yeah. in the semifinal, uh, and then you won that on the party poker for the Bahamas. Hopefully that tournament goes down in November. I think by then, hopefully the world's back in order to some degree. Uh, but how often are you playing online and what's your breakdown of, of sites that you're playing on? Since I got back in Lithuania and uh, it's quarantine, I'm kind of like playing a lot, playing a lot. I would say uh, I play four or five or three, three to five days a week. Also, I do a lot of uh, coaching and learning. Um, so, so I kind of like, you know, just nothing else to do. So I got to like keep my, keep myself busy. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's one of those things, man. I think um, with, with what's going on right now in the world, it's hard to know, right. When, when stuff's going to be back to normal, when stuff's going to be able to be moving forward, when poker is going to happen. Online poker obviously is if anything is doing sort of better, right? Like the online, there's the numbers are up. There's new players coming. The guarantees are juiced up. There's WPTs online. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of series going on. Has your volume picked up since uh, the quarantine or, or just about, is it a regular routine for you when you play online? Uh, you know, in Lithuania is, is kind of like not the best time zone It's uh, plus two uh, from Greenwich time. So I usually start at like 9 PM and I finish like five, 6 AM. So so my routine is not the best, but, but I, I grind a lot. I mean, the volume is, is, is big. All the live series uh, went to online. So, so Party Poker has WPTs, GG Network has WSOP uh, Circle, I guess. Circle, Just, yeah. yeah, so many, so many things going on. So I can, I can miss, miss it out. And, and give me a, give me an idea of how many tables you play. Cause especially right now, let's just take this Sunday. There's scoops going on huge WPTs, you know, 3,200 main event starts, which is insane that that's 5 million guaranteed. There's so many tournaments, so many things to do. How do you balance and how do you decide what you're going to play across, excuse me, across multi-platforms nonetheless, where you could, you know, if you really looked at on this Sunday, how many tournaments like legitimately probably 500 or $300 and above, or let's just say 500 and above. If you go across the board, I mean, there's too many, right? There's, there's literally yeah, too, too many, many too many tournaments. How, how do you, how do you decide what to do and play? Uh, I just do selection. Um, on the Sunday, usually I just uh, hunt for the guarantees. Just, I just play all the big guarantees and I try to play from eight to 12 tables it depends. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to miss like some, some of the tournaments because they all good, like structures are good. Guarantees are big. You can, you can always bring something like big. So, so, but as a poker player, you got to do what is your, uh, what maximize your EV. So, so it's, it's hard, but you got to do it and you're going to play your best. So if you can play your best with the eight table, so you probably should stick with the eight. Um, I think I can play like eight, 
eight, 12 tables, pretty like eight games. So, so I'm, I'm so I play 12 or eight. And, and, and what, how do you, do you notice like when you play, how big a difference when you're playing four tables, two to four tables, and then say six to eight or 10 to 12, how, how do you organize or vary you know, do you have it based on your screen? The better, the deeper you are, the bigger the buy-in. Then you have some other stuff. Do you late register? Do you have like, do you feel like you have a good system in place to balance that? Because it can get crazy. You take a bad beat here, you lose your time bank on one table. Now all of a sudden you're kind of at a, you know, you're mentally a little, maybe not off, but it's just like things are different or you bust out of a tournament and so the internet disconnects. You know, it can become very hectic, right? Because then there's multiple sites. Like sometimes if you're, that's another thing you got to understand. Like sometimes if you're playing two, three, four sites, um, you know, one site disconnects, one site is off, you know, then you got to watch those tables or maybe it comes back. Maybe it doesn't, uh, the, the sizing is different. You can't auto tile tables. The brakes are close, but they're a little off. So like, there's all these little things. So the more, the more variables you bring in, the more complicated, I think it becomes. So how, how do you, uh, do you have like, what's the most different sites you play on? Like on a Sunday, how many sites are you on three, four, five, how many sites are you opening the lobbies for? Yeah, I do play on five, I guess, or six. Uh, let me think. One, two, three, four, I guess five sites, sometimes six. Yeah, I mean, six probably tall. But like on the, on the couple of sites, it's just like a one or two tournaments. So it doesn't count that much. But yeah, um, I usually organize if I have a deep run. Like, uh, for example, there's like three tables, four tables left. I'm gonna, um, I usually start reducing tables, not registering any new, and uh, just uh, trying to maximize maximize my uh, attention to one, fo focusing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's really hard. There's a lot of rush on, on uh, grinding online. Uh, so many things can happen, like, you know, disconnects and like, then you lose like a time banks. It's like, yeah, you got to be super, super, super strong uh, mentally. So I usually take a, like a five minutes break. It's not enough. So I usually go outside, just take a deep breath and, and go back. What is your, so I've seen your, your biggest score. You've had, you've had a, you know, a lot of good scores. You've had some big scores. You have a WPT title. Uh, you have a 646 K second as well in a WPT. What about online? What are, what's some of your bigger scores online? Have you, have you had any uh, big major score? Like what's some of your, your biggest scores there? Uh, my biggest score. I remember uh, that was in 2016. I chopped heads up 2K Sunday mail for 285, I guess, or 282. Wow. But I got like more, several. I got like 140K in scoops. I got 108 in the, on poker sites, they had Mountain Series, I remember. Yeah. I lost sets up against uh, Duck Polk uh, on the stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, I remember that was that. not fun. And that was not fun. Speaking of streams, do you have do you have any interest in streaming on Twitch? I think there was a bit of a talk, maybe I don't know, with party or or something. You were thinking about doing some stuff, or, or was it, would that interest you to stream on Twitch, or is that a consideration? That's definitely a consideration. Uh, but I talked with a couple of uh, streamers, and uh, they said uh, if you're gonna stream, you gotta stream uh, properly. So you gotta you gotta stream a lot, like uh, regularly. So like five, five, five times a week or, or six, this is like a real uh, full-time job. And uh, with, with my traveling schedule, it's, it's barely possible. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's one thing you could, I mean, you could go through it. You could turn it on, make a Twitch channel stream once in a blue moon, but yeah, of course, like it's just, you, you're, it's to me, I don't know how much you play live exactly or online, but I feel like you really do hit a lot of the, the stops. Like the times where I'm traveling, I see you at every stop, you know, you're there, you're playing, I know the world poker tour, a lot of those as well. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, you're, you're more of a, is that fair to say you're more of a live uh, player or do you think it's pretty, pretty mixed? I would say I'm more like a live player and uh, I, I enjoy more playing live uh, than online. I mean, mix it up is, is finding the balance. I, I like it. But uh, grinding online too long, it's kind of like uh, then I get bored or it's kind of, I feel like routine. Uh, I don't like that. So, so I'm kind of like, I like traveling, trying new things, uh, seeing uh, new cultures, like making friends. 
Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely live has got a special. It's just it's a bit different. It's a, it's a different atmosphere. It's nice to to travel, get to see the world as well. You're young, and you know you have uh, obviously now you have a fiance. Is is kids in your? Is that in the future? Is that something you would you like to be a father? Is that a have you thought about it yet? Oh yeah, I would love to. Oh, I uh, can't wait. I think I, I would be a good father. Yeah, yeah, man. You of course you're gonna be a good dad, but you're you're twenty twenty six years old. So is that twenty seven? Uh, oh, twenty seven. All right, so you're getting up there. But that's a that that's something definitely. I think you know it, it it does change things, right? It's not it's not just all about you. So I I, I oh, think, yeah. uh, you got some more titles and some more. You got you got some time before uh, you you need you know need to shut it down and and do that. But um, I'm just checking out here your the the Hendon mob. And I'm just trying to think like when you were playing live, when you had this score, where was, how, how much were you playing online at this point? When you had this 300 K score, was this like a huge bankroll booster or were you already oh, going yeah. to high stakes online? What, what was it like at this time? Uh, at that time I was playing only in poker stars. And uh, that time probably I, I played everything, I guess from the $1 to, to the biggest e- events, like uh, $500, $200, $100. Just, I was still a big grinder that time, but after that win, that was a really big boost of the bankrupt. So I was able to travel a lot and I met some, uh, some people during the uh, WPT. So I kind of like, uh, got my network so I could travel, could talk with the, about the strategies. I was kind of like the WPT win opened the doors. I kind of like had had bankroll at that time. I think I had like a 200k uh, bankroll, and definitely this this boost was like massive compared with like you know. And and did you? What about like swaps? Did anyone have pieces, or did you have a hundred? Did you have all yourself? Or I mean, you don't have to give any specifics, but did you have? You know, did you did you have any pieces out at any point, or was that just purely savage took it down? Yeah, um, I. I remember I took really interesting, uh, really seriously the bankroll management at that time. So even I had like a couple hundred thousand on, on my bankroll, I still was like trying to sell some action. I remember on the um, on the uh, on some uh, on Facebook or somewhere I don't remember, but like but like I remember nobody bought it, and I was like, okay no big deal. It's like only my friend took like a 5% and, and other guy like took like 3%. So basically I had like 90% on my, on my own. Wow. That's uh okay. So you, so yeah, significant, significant bank, pretty, pretty nice to have a big piece. What do you, what do you think about the high roller stuff? Cause I looked through your, you know, your results, very impressive, but you, in, in terms of playing like 25 K's, hundred K's, these type of things, I see, uh, you know, it's a twenty thousand dollar. I believe I just saw twenty k or so. But is there? Do you do you have an interest in playing the high rollers? Do you try to? You know, is that something you want to play? Like the Triton hundred k's, these type of things. Is that something on your on your list? Here's a twenty five k third place at the Bellagio WPT not too long ago. Or or is that something that doesn't really interest you to to fire the high roller stakes? Definitely really interesting playing uh, those ones, but. Kind of like don't see so much point playing with like couple per- percentage, right? Like only like playing just for playing or just like putting small uh, markup so you can make like couple k from the like playing hundred k. I don't see so much point. Um, I like I would like to have a lot of action of my own when I play. So so yeah, this year I started playing more twenty five k as you can see. Uh, and usually I have a lot of action. I own so very cool, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's very cool just to uh, to kind of look back and you know I, I think we all were in the similar boat where we started playing online. And I think that's people need to remember that a lot of uh, you've been around for a while now. You've been playing and you start with not very much because it's different than like having a job or doing something and then getting into poker. When you come from starting with fifty, a hundred, a couple hundred dollars to deposit, you kind of work you your way up and then and then you're really. You know, it's a big difference in risking your coming in, uh, excuse me, starting later. You know, you're, you're starting at a time where you're, you come from the bottom. Is that, did you, is that fair to say you put on a 50, how much did you deposit or what, what would you say you sort of worked with to build your role? How much did you start with? 
uh, I was 18 years old, so I didn't have any incomes. And uh, I remember I asked my brother to uh, loan me $5 and send me a lot on my PokerStar account. Wow. So basically from those $5, I turned into like 3K, 5K, and then never went down. It's, that was lucky like $5. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that's hard. You know, that's people, a challenge. Yeah. When you're talking about risking, you know, 20, you know, when you start talking about playing 25 K buy-ins and these type of things, it's pretty crazy to think about like what that really, you know, the seed starting from, uh, this type of, uh, this type of growth from, from the amount. Um, what is that? What, tell me a little bit about the economics in Lithuania is the country, would you say, is it, you know, I'm not too familiar with it. How is it in terms of, um, yeah, is it, is it a rich country? Is it a moderate country? How, how, give me a little bit of like understanding of what the economics are there. And, so, so Lithuania is in the Northeast Europe. So we kind of like, we used to be part of the uh, Russia against our wills. And we got independent only like 30 years ago. So we joined the EU and we in a NATO uh, union. And our, we, we got Euro our, uh, as our uh, primary currency. And economy actually growing. Um, all the Baltic countries, uh, the economy is growing faster from the whole Europe. So it's really, really rising and increasing. Even the prices, salaries, everything just like going up really rapidly. And and did you live in Lithuania? You, I saw you were in the UK for a few years, or still maybe are. But how when? How long? What's your time you spent in Lithuania? Of your twenty six years, how how many years did you live there? And and are you back and forth now, or or where? What's your current situation? So so I moved to London when I was twenty years old. Um, I took a one year gap from the studies, and I I just uh, chased my dreams. I wanted to play live poker. That time I, I grind like uh, kind of like a low mid high. Yeah. So so I'm in London for seven years now. So I still live in London, but just now I probably spend less time there because my fiance uh, graduated masters just uh, actually just this December. So I kind of like a kind of like traveling or being in London or in Lithuania. So I would say like, uh, I spend a couple months, like maybe three, four months in Lithuania. And, uh, and then, then I split the time between London and, and traveling. And what are, what are some of your favorite stops in both poker and just in general traveling that you've done? Um, uh, I like Australia a lot. Because uh, I like Aussie Million, I like Melbourne, Sydney. I actually moved to Sydney for six months uh, with my fiance. She she got the uni exchange uh, in Sydney, so we live in Sydney. So I really love Sydney and uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, and all Australia. Also America. I like I like traveling to new places. I mean, some places not that great. Some places really cool. Also, just like a couple months ago, we went to first ever uh, event in Mexico. Mm. They oh, held. I, I saw that. I saw you. Yeah, it held in the Monterey. That was kind of cool. So, I I don't know. I like Brazil because I had a good results, and I like yeah. the environment, and everything. Someone's just there saying in the chat here. Tell me about the uh, Party Millions Real Karma story. Oh. Uh, that was the thing, kind of like, uh, I would say not fair against me because the, on the day three, I asked, asked the floor man if, if there's going to be a new seed, a seed drop for tomorrow. And they said, no, there's in the rules, there's uh, no seed drop. So I was like, okay, I was kind of like a short stack with the 20 bigs. So we finished the day, I was small blind. And, you know, you play with the big line empty. So I got 20 big, so I supposed to be on the button. And I and I come and I come next day and they said, Oh, you know, they did the, they changed the rules last minute and um, this new seed draw. I was like, 
by ass a couple times and uh, they said it's not going to be and yes. and i went and there's i see on I'm, I'm on the big line mm. uh, i i got to put 10% of my stack because i got 20 big so i got to put big line and anti and i and i talked with them and and then there was like kind of karma and then i double up and there was like karma and uh, i talked with the uh i talked with the uh, patrick leonard he's a part of poker pro yeah and they kind of like said they they suggested the floor man's day before because it's kind of like fair if you have a seed draw uh, next day after every day yeah and it kind of like uh didn't really like it and uh, he, he tried to kind of like defend the floor man's and that was kind of like it happened that I double up against him and I said, uh, it's must be karma. Oh, and, uh, and also, also he said, if you're going to double up against me in this hand, just don't say it's karma. Mm. And, uh, and I said, it. what was the, what was the hand flip or was it your head? Um, uh, I got it in really good. Actually. I had three bet three King 10 off uh, small buy against button. It was like uh, 30 bigs, effective. I flop, uh, flop came queen jack, queen jack five, I guess rainbow. Uh, I see that he called turn nine, brings the flush draw, and I just jam a little bit over, over pot, like 110%. And he snap call, he showed two pairs at straight. Wow, very, very sick hand. Yeah, that's uh. Okay, so that's I, that's right. I actually, I was there, but I don't remember. You know, I was at that that tournament series. I don't remember that. I do remember some kind of controversy or something actually at the time, and I do remember. Pat, I, that's interesting. So I didn't I didn't realize. So kind of yeah, that situation. It's one of those things. It's about energy too, right? It's not about what happens, how you react to what happens, and you know, a situation that may seem unfair or unlucky sometimes can 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 be a blessing or turn out differently, right? So it's just part of. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a. Uh, it's it's. But it, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, you ended up scoring for, as we see here, 559,000 uh, third place. Did you guys make a deal in that one or no? Or was that a... Uh, yeah, we made a deal three-way. So you and actually, um, yeah. I was kind of like a short sex, uh, the shortest stack. So we, we made an ICM chop and we left 100K for the win, for the winner. Very cool. Yeah, that was that was a fun series and, and had overlays in, in several of the events. So that was oh, yeah. very, nice. very cool. Um, what what do you uh what do you prefer out of all this series now? WPT seem to be, I feel like you're just always there. You've obviously won one party millions, you've had some good success. Um WSOP, what which series do you get the most excited for or, or ones to play? I really like the WPTs one because of the structures and the guarantees and like kind of like uh, how they treat the players. I feel like they really doing uh, they really doing great job. Also, like party poker ones, because uh, also this party poker, so so party and uh, good events, big prize pools, and uh, they kind of like growing fast as well. So I kind of like uh, how they how they run the tournaments. Uh, recently, like I would say, WSOP not my top 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 because. They started doing a lot of small stuff, kind of like, uh, I feel like they just wrecked the rake, like trying to do, like get as much as possible rake in those events. And uh, some of the smaller side events. Yeah. It's like those OP events, like they, they have like a one case and, and then unlimited three entries. So like, or like flights or like faces kind of like, it's really, really kind of like bad because even like, you play 1K and you don't want to buzz because, you know, there's like a two hours waiting list or something, you know? Right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's 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 tricky. Those stuff, I don't, it's it's a fine line. You know, at some point to the tournaments, I feel like there is, there's so many tournaments as well. It's like so many series. There's so much stuff. There's so many different, uh, it's complicated, the rebuy question as well. What do, what do you think about this? Because it's, you know, it's like, let's just say you fly to L.A., and you play a WPT and you bust and you've come from Lithuania, let's say, or wherever, somewhere far in the world and you're out. But at the same time, like the integrity or the freeze out format, sort of like the WSOP main event where it's like, all right, one shot you get, you know, every, it's, it's a bit of a loaded question, right? Because 
there's pluses and minuses for sure. And there's maybe, maybe a way to compromise or different, you know, it's good to have some variation where some tournaments are freeze out. Some are different. What are your thoughts on rebuys? Yeah, I think, I think the best way from the, like a players and like middle decision would be like a one rebuy. And for the like main events, it could be like freeze out. Kind of like, kind of like a, like it. If this good structure freeze out main event, the most prestigious event in the series. So it could be uh, just a freeze out. It's in, the side events, in the side events, it's good to have like at least one rebuy. It's tricky though. And like the WPTs or the party millions, you know, they, they're these, these companies, it's kind of a catch 22, right. For player. Like there's because for the WPT or the party million, like they can't put on these massive guarantees if they, they can't have like a re-entry. So you kind of lose some of the, the hype in the prize pool if you do. But then again, for someone that's maybe that won a satellite or can only play once, it's tough. If they see Matas, some bolas busted and then they're back at his table. And eight like, bullets. Yeah. It's tough. Or Alex Fox and he won the WPT Bellagio, um, you know, his point and he was saying too. And then in the, uh, the tournament, I think at the main event in, in January in uh, Nottingham, he was in for like five bullets in the main and he out. So like all those times you see someone that was in six or eight times, like Dylan Lind that win or Alex Fox in six times in the 10 K and he wins it. You know, there's a lot of guys that are in four to six bullets that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really tricky. I don't know. It's hard to say what the right answer is. I think, I think you're kind of on the right track. That's sort of where I fall, where there should be, you know, some tournaments you are allowed to, some are one reentry, some are some natural freeze out, but you know, it is, it is kind of like a WPT main event. It's kind of uh, nice if you win, you know, you just know that you're the best. There was one entry, you got it done. Everyone had the same opportunity and, and you get to win. So I don't know. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle, but I think. Yeah, like, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. So, it's kind of like looks even not to be nice when someone like fires six bullets and then wins. It's like, it's, it looks like a rig or something, uh, you know, like. If I would be recreational and I would know someone like gonna fire like 10 bullets and he's like a beast, he's gonna like, has huge chance to win. If he goes deep, I just, I wouldn't like my chances. Yeah, I think, I think if you were to take, let's say a 10K party million and you take the field with three tables left on a freeze out or you take it three tables left with unlimited re-entry or multi-day, like it's going to look a lot different, right? The, the, yeah. the, the quality of the pro and the, the amount of strong players that are going to be there at the end is going to probably be much higher, um, which makes sense, right? First of all, they just have more opportunities to get chips. And then also they have, they're just back in if they bust, whereas a, a wreck is out. So like, if you think about that math, it definitely, definitely. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not clear, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting debate. Um, Tell me a bit about what your plans are coming up. Have you thought ahead? You said you were getting married uh, or you are getting married this year, but is that, is that set in, have you adjusted plans at all with, with uh, traveling or for the wedding? And also have you even thought about live poker? Like when do you think live poker might happen? What's your guess? So about weddings. Uh, so we plan everything and we're going to marry on uh, 14th of August. And our, a lot of, like a big part of the guests, they are foreign people. So it really depends how it will be with the borders, with the traveling, but hopefully everything will, will go how it was and how it's been and, and we'll have a wonderful weddings. And with the traveling, um, as, as you know, I made the LEPC back-to-back final tables and they postponed it. We suppose we had to play uh, played out on the four of um, April, but there was a quarantine. Oh wow! So here, this shows you three final tables, one World Poker Tour title, but you have a pending final table right now. Yes, yes, wow. and I'm I'm second in chips, uh, six left, one mil on top, back to back LEPC. Wow. That's sick. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I, I, like I said, I feel like you're always there and there it is. I was like, all right, this is impressive, but there's another one. There's another final table in a TBD actually. Um, so what, so what is the current plan on that? Have they, they just had said, keep it, keep you posted. We don't know. Yeah. They're going to keep me posted. And, um, they said, um, so they postponed, it's supposed to held, uh, on in April, 
but they said they're going to probably be on May in May. Uh, but Vegas won't be open until like uh, July, uh, June, I guess. So I think, I think final table will be played out hopefully in summer, someone. And a lot of like people texting me, Oh, are they doing a ICN chop maybe or something? I think they're going to play out because, because, they sell the, all the final table footage for the TV, national TV. Yeah, and that's also one of those things that they can do later, right? There's, yeah. a, it's not like it's, it's a, you know, it's sort of, a, yeah, they can do it any time. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Just for, forget the long delay because this is unusual. But what about, um, what do you feel on that in general? How the WPT now does that, where you don't just finish the tournament right away and you come and go to these events? Because I mean, look at this extreme example, right? Where just something like this happens, which is very bizarre. But now it's you know this is unforeseen, it's unprecedented. But this happened, right? Where there's some yeah. kind of world delay. What happens also if someone gets really sick or can't travel or or gets uh, you know worse? Let's just say, let's not even say it, but let's just something weird happens. So it just kind of opens up some other variables, like at some point something could happen where someone can't come. What are your thoughts though, just in terms of the, the flow to just like take a day off even and then play or whatnot, but they're trying to do sort of like the November nine type feel. They got the Vegas, you know, hyper, the studio, the TV. It's very cool. But from a player perspective, how do you feel? Um, I really like it actually. I mean, when you, when you see what's, what's going on in the studio and the, um, uh, in Vegas, it's kind of like, super nice because the attention you get the interviews everything is kind of like uh it's super cool you kind of like feel as the star or something it's like you know that you get the makeup you get it interviewed um there's like presentation there's like music everything's kind of like a funny show and uh it's kind of like nice nice arena so you can invite all your friends family also also, they do even like they book the hotel for you. They book flights, so right. they did a great job. It, it's a full full concierge. You get the full kind of. It is exciting. I gotta say, I I think uh, I haven't I haven't done this format. I've been to WBT final tables. I haven't done it, and when they've changed to this, I, I think it is kind of cool, right? You, you really you you can you can you can get your friends and family there. You can make it yeah, out, yeah. make it a weekend, and it's sort of like a. It's kind of a, it's very special. I think, I, I think overall, I like it. Of course, it changes things a bit. People can maybe study, they could review, they could come up with a better, bigger game plan. But as long as it's even field for everyone to have the opportunity, I think it's, uh, it's cool. How, tell me about how do you review? Well, well like uh, any differently than you would have if you just played the day before, maybe because you're tired, because you're just kind of getting ready. You just want to get in your routine and just go play and do your game. Like now that you have this time, are you looking and reviewing some of the players? Are you trying to find footage? Are you trying to re- set up simulations or some stuff where you're looking at stack sides and go through scenarios? Uh, what, what type of preparation do you do? I usually just, uh, last year when I had the final table, I just, I just really need a break. Uh, cause I've been like playing six, six days straight, like 11 hours, really stressful. So I just took the break and we, me, um, my friend and I, we flew to Lake Tahoe for skiing. So we spent a couple of days for, uh, we skied a couple of days and we just chill, you know, in the nature. And then kind of like we flew to Vegas to play final table. So I didn't do any like a special preparation, just kind of like a Google my opponents, try to get the footage or something, you know, just, yeah. Uh, but no, no like simulation or nothing. Just, you know, it, you, you gotta be prepared. Like for sure. you got exactly. And, and a lot of that is, uh, it's not going to happen right now. You've already done a lot of the, the work and the studying. Tell me a little bit about solvers or, or studying. How do you, study the game of poker do you have a core group of friends you review stuff with do you do po solver give me a little look inside uh into what your game consists of and how you share yeah. the last couple months i'm just like being studying on the um, web solver it's kind of like a new solver for for people who uh, don't want to like put rain like you know bio solver is like kind of hard you, you gotta like learn how to use it 
Right. And it's kind of like takes time, resources, and you got to be like kind of like good. So I, I use the web solver, which is like really fast. You just like, you already have a GPO ranges, you already have a database. So you just like you put the hand, put the board, and it counts for you. And you, and, and you get the results really fast, not as not like a bias solver. I, I already so said you that. I already got. It. I sent you a message on the 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 side because I think what you just said fits into a lot of poker players' dream, right? Same thing. Listen, I've done work with Rast. I've done stuff with the Monkers and the the stuff, and I understand it. But it's very tedious to like. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just not fun. It's like literally, I I equate it to studying chemistry in college, like for a test. Like for you to actually go through, take a hand, put it all in, and you see Patrick Leonard or some of these guys, maybe they show a little bit and they're doing this stuff and whatever. Like you know, people are doing it. You know that the high, the greatest players are doing it. They're running the sims and all this shit, this stuff. But it it's not sexy, and it's not that like you are. I feel like we're in the same camp. I like doing work. I'll sit here and do six. Yeah. Eight, and I was just studying. I love to learn, but you know, I want to do it in a fun way. I want a visual way. I want to be able to like to look at it and input it and have play with it. I don't want to sit there and like you know think about like an MIT chemistry lab physicist study NASA doing my studying. That's just <laughs> not how I want to go about my my uh, study time. So what you're describing sounds very cool. I am aware of similar similar type things. So I would be curious to learn more about that, and maybe we can. Uh, you know, you oh yeah, definitely. I'll I'll show you how it works. Like um, it's it's really easy to use and really fast, and it's kind of like on the browser. So you can even like check on your phone or, or any laptop. Doesn't matter. Just oh, I just want to know how this hand uh, should have played and like what is GTL perspective. You know, just like you just right. press yeah. press press, and like in twenty seconds you get the results. So it's kind of like cool. It's very cool. Um. Awesome. Well, that's, that's uh yeah, that's interesting to me. And and what about group of friends? Do you, rev- do you have like a group where you guys send hands to each other? Do you review? Oh yeah. 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 Um, so we got the uh, group chat, which is like a top Lithuanian Rex. So we got like a 10, 10 players who like, we sometimes do like uh, sessions, uh, coaching sessions, wherever. Also I, I got some horses and I do private coaching as well. So kind of like do all, all the things and, and uh, yeah. Very cool. What, what is, uh, what would you say, or I'm sorry, what, in terms of coaching, if someone wanted to reach out to you, what, what do you typically charge per hour? Just to give an idea. Um, I think it's always interesting, you know, cause I actually just had a friend I connected to jungle man who wanted to study and per hour. And so like, you know, I, I recommend courses generally because I people ask me the same thing about coaching. I say, look, can I know how to play poker. I'm a solid poker player. I can help you. But yeah. if you want to like sit and spend your time, do you want to spend X per hour or buy one of those six courses I could say that would probably be pretty good that you could literally take at your own speed, get 40 plus hours for a similar price for a couple hours. Um, so I always recommend people that. But, you know, look, if someone wants to know or they want the, the person, the one-on-one feel, they want to ask, learn some tricks, learn how you're doing it, what you're doing, there's obviously a lot of value in that too. What what does your range of pricing usually look like? Just to give an idea, uh, just curious on. Uh, I, I charge I, I charge two fifty euros per hour, or if if someone wants to have like a package, then I charge two hundred euros per hour. Interesting. Okay, that seems very reasonable based on the 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 rates and everything. I mean, that's yeah, again, it's uh it's obviously different to get a one-on-one it's, it is, it is nice. So, I mean, I think that's a good option too, but if I always tell people if they're, if they have one or the other, they're looking to spend something, you know, there, there's, you just gotta be aware what, you know, what you gotta know what you're doing and who, what you're asking for, yeah. and what you're looking for to be, be honest about the time that you're going to get. But that, that seems very reasonable. Um, let's take, I, we've already gone through, I mean, you're, you're again, you're, you're, you're young, 27. You are, you've got a, you've had a very strong live career. You obviously play online and you fire across the boards. What does a typical Sunday in buy-ins cost you? Do you think like, like I guess now it's a little crazy, but like what's yeah, the- now, now it's a bit uh, a bit crazy. Uh, usually, uh, usually depends. Probably like from from twenty five to fifty k could be depends. Wow. It depends if I play uh, on party five k, if I play on stars five k, if I play some like a two k's. So it it can get like up to like 50k with all the re-entries 
That's pretty intense. So like, give me a, I mean, what do you, on a 50K buy-in, there, there's days obviously where it doesn't go as planned. So like you legitimately could, you know, you know, on a terrible day, you might what have like 10K, 20K in cashes or five, like 30 or usually, I mean, it just ranges, right? You just basically know what your EV is, what you basically expect to do. And obviously sometimes you'll have a 200 bank or a 300 bank or something, but some days you'll have, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, usually on the bad Sunday, if I invest like 50k, usually I get back like 20k. I guess on the bad Sunday. Uh, on the good Sunday, definitely you can win like a couple hundred thousands. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nuts. And how do you find? How do you prepare yourself mentally uh, before? What's your routine? Do you work out? Do you have like meditation time? You know, it's different because of the e, like the EST. Versus the European, it's like polar opposite, right? It's like you, you yeah. get your whole day, it's 3, 4, 5 p.m. And you're just getting going. So like you could wake up at 10 or 9 or whatever, have a workout, do your whole thing. And then you come in like, whereas EST, I feel like it's like, you know, it's opposite because you wake up and you're basically kind of into it. So so how does that, how, is that ideal for you to be like this? Or do you, would you prefer it to be EST? Because there's the plus and minus there as well. Yeah, definitely. It depends. It depends on the on the player, I guess. Um, I'm kind of like okay with the uh, SC and European time as well. Um, so what I do usually, I get a really good sleep during the night. Usually, I sleep on the Sunday. I sleep like maybe like ten or eleven hours. Okay, like because I know it's gonna be really long sessions. Usually can happen. It can be like fourteen hour session or fifteen hour session, twelve hours. So you got to be really uh, rested. Other thing, um, I I go to nature. I usually we drive to forest. We we drive by the river to like to the lake or somewhere just to get the fresh air. Uh, also, I do like a light workout, but not not too hard because you. you you don't want to be like uh, fired, you know. Just, right. Yeah. And also the nutrition. Nutrition is, is really important. Absolutely. That's uh, yeah, it's important to have uh, to do the other things. I think people understand at the highest level in poker, it's similar to an athlete, right? Like it's every there's a lot yeah. of great players. You're battling today or every day at Sunday. You got the best players in the world. So if you're rested. If you're making good decisions, if you're relaxed, if you've had a good meal, if you feel comfortable, your chi is right, your energy is right. You know, you you know, it's it's energetic too. It's 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 uh, you got to do the little things because it's hard to beat the best players. Like you, you got to yeah. All the small, all all the small things uh, makes a difference. So so everything matters. Yes, it's it's very true. All right. Well, I I. Uh, I've, I've definitely, you know, this is good, man. We've chatted. I, I've, I've enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed, we've always had a, a good time. We've seen each other on tour, but it's nice to get to know a little more history and background. And I see again, a ton of questions that we have here. So I do want to make sure, cause a lot of times the Twitter questions are just, you know, as good or better. They have uh, they, they get to dive in. So let's make sure I want to spend about 10 minutes. Let's get in here. So, um, uh, what's your thought if the WSOP goes online? If the World Series of Poker goes to to an online exact, let's say say they took the exact WSOP schedule, threw it on one of these sites, what would would that be exciting for you or kind of like a bummer because you missed the the Vegas summer grind? What would that mean for you? I think that would be different, different everything, like not the same thing. Just I feel like special playing and being at the Rio those like you hearing the chip sounds or like you, you get a chance to talk with the people at the table, see cars. Like it's, I think for me, that wouldn't be the same. Just, right. I don't know. I just like the feeling it's alive, you know, just being at the place. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, what has been the best thing about poker life? Other than winning money, what what is your favorite thing about poker? Oh, definitely is traveling. Uh, you got to travel a lot and see new places and uh, and just like seeing new things, like experiencing new stuff. And just that that what drives me uh, crazy. Actually, that's why I like uh, live poker. Just always wanting to play in all the different locations. I always like watch those like uh, EPTs, Monaco, like Australia. And I dream one day I'll be there. And uh, that's what's like 
drove me to be better and better. Just always wanted to be a life player. Right. It's awesome. No, it's true. It's, it is, it's, it's, it's a big part of it. It's having your own schedule, being able to go anywhere in the world and do what you love. It's, it's a treat for sure. Have you ever played tournaments in Lithuania and what is the poker scene in Lithuania? Is there, is there a, a live casinos? How are the casinos? And have you ever played there? Um, yeah, we have a small series, but it's like really small, you know, it's like a couple hundred euros maximum. It's like, sometimes we, we have a like high roller, like 1k euro high roller so as you can see it's it's not much it's not a big deal and also they have limited table uh, amount of the table so they usually have like uh, you know six tables so so they kind of like not ready for the wall while but they have a local local tournaments right and uh, i think i i think i never played at the casino in lithuania but I remember my first tournament was in Lithuania. There was the um, the poker federation uh, tournaments. It was like not money involved. It's just like you're playing for the rating. And then if you get into like rating, you can um, represent Lithuania in the international uh, uh, sports, like international poker sports. It's like just as a sport. So cool. I remember I played my first event and uh, I won the bicycle. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, someone's saying, how do you keep yourself cool here? Michael Myers in the live chat uh, using these psychological psychology tricks to beat stress or hiding it. Or are you just being yourself? Do you, do you have any tricks to like stay calm or you're running a huge bluff or you're all in, in the turn and it's a flip ace, king to Queens in a WPT. How do you, how do you kind of just relax and let it come? Like, do you have any, any mental tricks? I always remember when it, when it happens and just like you can control what you can control. So if you, if you lose the flip, it's like, it's not under your control. And, um, also, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, I can kind of like survive all the mad beats and like a couple bad sessions, but usually I take a breaks like two, three bad sessions. Then I take a break for sure. Like one or two days, just, I don't want to over overburden and like feel, because then it's really hard to play a game. Just, you know, if you, if you have a losing session, you just like hit the lab, check how did you play and, and maybe you could improve some, some spots and, and then come back stronger. Yes. I, that's, that's great advice. Uh, do you do any sports? Seriously? Do you, are you very, you work out a lot. You see, you stay in great shape. Do you, do you play anything seriously? Um, I used to I used to play soccer football for like ten years since like uh, high school till uh, when I started studies. So I did that. Also, I like all the extreme sports as well, like uh, wakeboarding. I like uh, skydiving. I did twice, but I like kind of all, all kind of thing, like cycling, like anything. Anything uh, which includes like active sports, I just I just do like basketball. Um, some Ironmans, is that right? Or some of these big uh, cups or, or strength things? Like what are these competitions with running, gladiator type deals? What are those? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's called Spartans. Spartans. Uh, I got two two medals. Yeah, get your trophy case out here, bro. Let's see what we got here. Oh wow. There you go. So what, what is that? Those are, those look like Olympic medals. What did you, what exactly happened in those? What, what are, what is the, the, uh, so, the competition? So it's basically it's a um, race with the obstacles. So with the all kind of like a strength obstacles, like, um, so first one from last year I did in uh, Rome, Italy, uh, we ran the, there was, uh, I think that was 10 miles with the 26 obstacles. Wow. And there's like a decline, incline, decline uh, through the rivers, mountains, like kind of like, you know, really, really tough race. It's like kind of like you're racing against yourself. Very cool. And is that, it's a, it's a team though, or it's you are an individual versus everyone, or are you on like an actual, is it like a, a, a team event? You can, you can race as a team and you can race by yourself. I mean, it's kind of like uh, two categories. 
And yeah. that's cool, man. That's nice. It's nice to win, right? It's good to get, it's nice to have a, it's nice to have a accomplishment, not just poker, poker wise. Are you playing the WPT series online? Have you been playing these? Are you going to be? Oh playing? yeah. yeah. I, I played the, uh, I think I've played every, every day since Sunday. Just, I think I, I missed maybe one day. Uh, yeah, I really like it. Good, good structures, good events. And, um, and kind of like you can feel like you're playing, uh, the life to OPTs as well like kind of cool it is i really like it i love yeah it's great i'm gonna play the heads up today as well i don't know if you're playing those but those are starting soon actually uh those are that's that should be tough but we'll uh we'll be i'm gonna be bad oh, it's, definitely, it's definitely fun uh i never played heads up but maybe maybe if there's still still room for me maybe i'll jump in yeah um when is uh well, someone asked King Jack Suter eights, which, which do you like to see when you look down? I mean, obviously scenario is different and is it all in? Are you short? Let's just say uh, midway, you know, you got a hundred, hundred big blinds, King Jack Suter eights in the, in the middle position. Which do you like to see more? King Jack Suter. More potential, right? More, more things. You can uh, yeah. More things can do Like uh, King Jack goes to, into three bet range. It could be like a four bet love, you know, like flops well. Uh, good blocker, so it's kind of like a, just. I think it's way better than eights. I mean, eights maybe it has more equity against like a, you know ace king, ace queen, or something. But like king jack, if you play deep, if you play deep, definitely deep uh, king jack. If you're playing ten bigs, yeah, definitely eights then. But I think that's very well said and, and breaks down to it. it's interesting because I think a lot of people don't think like that. So when you when you when you hear you know, it's, it does make sense when you're, when you think about it from that type of perspective, it really does matter. Uh, of course, eights is slightly EV, right? Like the, the yeah. value, but really in terms of playing and being able to maneuver and construct hands and in a situation, you're going to have more, yeah, more playability, more things you can rep and, and more creativity with the King Jack suited. Uh, all right, let's take, let's take one or two more uh, here. Let's see. Tony G, what are your thoughts on your fellow countryman, Tony G, man? Is he, with poker like what do you think about his game and just did you grow up watching him did you know about him for a sense when you started poker yeah um i know Tony g personally such a nice guy and um i think he was the main main uh, thing why uh, poker got so popular in lithuania like yeah i grew up watching his like uh videos how he crushes the people like i was like it got so viral so yeah, I think I think it's really good because uh, Lithuania is such a such a strong country in poker because we started so early, I guess. Yeah, and obviously, and P Tony G did create Poker News, which is uh, you know it's pretty crazy. Also, yeah, I mean that's that's a big deal and and really, um, really really uh, obviously a big part of the the industry and what's still here today. All right, let's let's end with tell me your your biggest bad beat. Maybe situationally, it was in the World Poker Tour. You got second, or you know your final table, and it was a key hand, and also your best hand. Give me your best, worst, and best, and then we're gonna do a fifty-five dollar ticket giveaway and wind down here. But give me your best and worst hand you can remember. All right, I just, I just remembered the hand uh, from Seminole Hard Rock, twenty-five k high roller. There's two tables, three tables left. I think there's like eighteen players left or nineteen players, and like. 13 or 12 gets the money yeah. and I got um, 116 person. That seems like every time they get 116 entrants, maybe it's the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The same one. Yeah, I've had a couple final tables in that one. It's, it's like probably the best 25 K of the year. One of them. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. And so I remember I had the, had the over 500 K in chips. So that was like average stack or even above average. And, um, and those, at that time, you don't really want to uh, gamble for it. Just like you want to play like a kind of like a small balls, uh, try to get in, in the money first and then go to the final table and, and, and win it. So there was a situation when I was probably second or third chips um, at the table and the second uh, stack, there was small blind. Uh, I was big blind. He... He raised 3.5x. I had 33 bigs. I looked at my hand. There was uh, ace king. I was like, oh, nice. I'm going to just uh, go all in and, and take the five blinds uh, to me. 
Right. So I, I tank, I jam, and the guy just like, he had probably like 600K chips at that time. And he said, oh, I had such a strong hand, probably I cannot fall. And he called it A-Jack. So that was for infinity amount of chips uh, for like over 1 million chips and uh, he hit the jack. It doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. Like, cause like as we've played so much, we know the math, right? Like this yeah. is not that crazy of a hand, but it is. And like, it just doesn't seem right. It's like, I, I get the ace king suited all into ace queen off in weird spots where guys freak out or just too many blinds and they just hit it. And it's like, you know, yeah, they're going to get it 30% or whatever it is at the time or 27, you know, 20%. and, and you're just like, how does it, how though? Like it shouldn't happen like that, but it does. And it. also the same guy busted me twice uh, that day in that tournament. Wow. That's and, and both times he got lucky. Who is it? Uh, I don't want to mention the name, but first hand was uh, still like a deep uh, early stage. I got, I got like a uh, jacks against King 10 suit and he hit the King. You're too nice. You don't even want to say so, Guy who he, played sent me, he sent me to the cashier. I did it. I built my stack and on the bubble, he took me out. Mm. That's, that's just that not so right. All right. Give me, and give me uh, the last thing here. Give me a good hand. How about a suck out or a get there, a big flip or something to win a, to win your a title, a WPT, or was there any big key hands in some of these, these big runs? Um, yeah, definitely. I got some like uh, lucky hands as well, but yeah, I can, I can tell uh, when I played the WBT heads up uh, back in 2014 when I won, um, we got it in all in. I had ace five off, he had ace six off, and I hit the five for the like a lot of chips. So that that lucky hand definitely uh, gave me a lot of chance to win. I wish I do wish there was like a flip counter, you know, you could just like tap a button or have like, <laughs> just know you're like live EV. Cause it's crazy. Right. It's so easy to remember the bad hands and like the bad beats, but the good one, yeah. like, I think people would be surprised how even it, it all works out. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it is one of those things. Well, uh, Matas, I want to do a tweet. We're going to give away a $55 ticket and I do, we've covered a lot. It's a crazy how many people There's a lot of live viewers. This will be up on all the podcast outlets as well. I think we've covered a lot. You're engaged. You've won WPTs. You're crushing it. You're traveling the world. Uh, Lithuanian superstar, uh, no question, uh, all around very, very nice guy. I can say from my own experiences when I've heard. So, uh, let's, uh, let's do this, uh, retweet, uh, $55 ticket. You're going to give to somebody. So just tell me when, and we're going to roll it. All right. Now, boom. Someone's got a $55 tweet. Yoa Vera. Uh, Whoa. Yes. That's, uh, NASA. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. I'm going to send him, I will send him a, uh, a message and I am, I am, uh, yeah, not that he needs that $55. <laughs> uh, we'll let, you know, a winner is a winner. Uh, he's going to win it. And I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for, for joining me. This was a treat and sorry for the delay and technical difficulties, but we did get it worked out and hopefully we, for having me. we got it. We might have to run it back after you hit your second WPT title when we do another live one soon. Definitely so. looking forward. Thanks so much uh, for having me. Have a nice day and Dude. win it at the heads up tournament. Yes, I will. And I'll see you at the tables very soon. I'm sure. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with party poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.